Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today, we're talking with Dr. Justin Hare of Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Hare. Thank you, Bobby. I'm glad to be here and look forward to talking with you. Great. I appreciate that. Dr. Hare is a board-certified pain medicine physician at Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine. Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine has three locations, one in Dalton inside the Medical Plaza across from Hamilton Medical Center, one inside Hamilton Physician Group Calhoun Campus, and one inside Hamilton Physician Group Catusa Campus. He, Dr. Sam Kratides, and his brother, Dr. Josh Hare, helped to determine their patient's back and spine-related pain and increase their mobility and function through a variety of treatments. Dr. Hare, first, great to have you here. Why did you choose to become a pain medicine physician? When I was going to medical school, I had a uh, great interest in the uh, musculoskeletal system, which consists of joints, uh, back, neck, different types of uh, pain and injuries to those specific areas. And then uh, as I progressed, you know, pain medicine was just a natural fit to be able to treat those areas and allow me to do certain expanded interventions uh, to help people cope and deal with pain in those specific regions. Yeah, very important. And you're from Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, That is correct. That's wonderful. Yeah, you grew up in Cleveland. You went to... Bradley Central High School. Bradley Central. What year did you get out of high school? Graduated in 2004. 2004. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is a a wonderful community. Yeah, it's uh, grown a ton since that time, since I've been there. Uh, My parents still reside there, and uh, it's been a great community, and it was a great place to grow up. And so it's nice being uh, here in Dalton, not too far uh, from Cleveland, and get to go up there and uh, continue to visit family and friends. Dr. Hare, I would imagine that preventing back pain would be best. How can we prevent back pain? Well, you're correct. Obviously, if we can prevent it from happening, then it makes it a lot easier to uh, not have any back pain in your life. So some of the things that we recommend in the prevention realm are getting regular exercise. So making sure that you are active, keeping your back and core muscles strong. That can increase your risk of balance uh, and not falling. Strength can also reduce your risk of a lifting or bending injury. Um, we are, there are also certain uh, uh, modalities or exercises that we recommend to prevent back pain, such as uh, yoga and tai chi have been shown in the studies to help prevent reoccurring back pain. Obviously, another big important thing is eating a healthy diet. There are certain foods that are pro-inflammatory or increase inflammation. And also, eating a healthy diet allows you to maintain a healthy weight to avoid stress and strain on your back. Also, uh, some other things that we recommend, you know, posture is a big deal in your working environment. So, sitting up straight, you know, keeping your uh, posture correct supports your back when sitting or standing. Uh, Obviously, lifting appropriately. So, bending at the knees and not the hips when picking up something, lifting, bending, or twisting uh, will help prevent a back injury from occurring. Now, do you see a lot of, uh, do you see a lot of heavy lifting injuries? Uh, we do see some work-related injuries from uh, working in the yard or doing things outside or work-related and when uh, people are not using the appropriate techniques of uh, bending with their uh, knees and then using their core to stabilize them, come in and have a lot of muscular injuries to the back. Uh, because of inappropriate lifting techniques. What areas of the body do you, tr- do you treat at Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine? So we offer a variety of treatments uh, that target different areas. So we treat certain types of headaches or head pain. Uh, we treat neck 
mid-back and lower back pain uh, related to different types of uh, diagnosis or injuries. We uh, treat joint pain uh, related to shoulder, uh, knee, hip joint pain. We treat muscular pain, which is a big component of pain. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You have muscles throughout the body, especially in the spine, that can be injured. And there's certain types of uh, ligament and tendon uh, injuries that we can uh, treat and help rehabilitate. Now, you're talking about muscles, muscles around the spine that keep the spine aligned? Correct. You can have a uh, inflammation on the muscles around your spine from uh, different injuries or causes that can be a big component of back pain. And so that's a big element that we try to treat in our patients. Now, you also mentioned headaches a moment ago. Would that be the muscles around the shoulder, around the neck that cause some of that? Yeah, so you have muscles and uh, joints around the neck that can cause certain types of headaches. Um, now, there's all there's several uh, variants of headaches. So that's a, we treat just the the headaches related to the joint and muscle pain around the uh, neck region. Uh, our neurological colleagues are more uh, familiar and treat uh, the more complicated types of headaches, and including migraines, etc. And when we talk about back pain, there are some things that can be done for back pain. What are some of the things that you recommend to a patient when they come in? and they're complaining of just generalized back pain. So there's different um, types of treatments. First, we like to assess you know, and, and, and pinpoint why they're having back pain and what's causing the back pain. And that comes through a thorough history and physical exam. Um, there's different medications uh, we use to try to decrease the inflammation, different types of uh, therapy uh, modalities we use to help them get them moving better, relax some of the muscles, and then uh, injections or interventions we do that can decrease the uh pain and inflammation in certain areas uh, related to their pain. Now, are there certain people with maybe occupations uh, more likely to experience back pain? Yeah, so depending on uh, the patient, there are certain risk factors that make you more susceptible to back pain. Some of those include your fitness level. So if you're out of shape or hadn't been exercising regularly, you can be more prone to injure your back. Obviously, we mentioned on this earlier, but uh, the more weight you have, uh, the more stress that puts on your back and joints that create more pain. People who work in, uh, you know, more jobs that require heavy lifting, pushing, pulling, or twisting are more prone to create some back injuries. But not only those people, but the people that sit down all day can have back pain related to their posture. Sitting for prolonged periods can cause some discomfort, not stretching or, or kind of extending the muscles and create pain just by not doing as much as well. So there's a balance between activity and the different job-related risks depending on the line of work. Obviously, as we get older, you're more prone to arthritic changes throughout the spine, uh, and that can generate more pain. And anybody that has a family history of back pain or uh, arthritic pain, generally more prone to have that uh, if it's been happening in your family. Well, you know, one of the things that I wanted to mention is the chair that you sit in. If you sit at your desk all day, that would have a lot to do with pain, correct? Correct, yeah. So you need the correct chair? Yeah, you need the correct chair, correct posture. Uh, so there's a lot of office ergonomics that we talk about when, you know, a lot of people typing or working on the computer uh, can get different kind of wrist pain and pain. Now, obviously, your chair and the height of your chair, um, when you're looking down or you have a, what we call forward flex posture, that can put more stress on your neck and create more neck pain issues. So definitely want to be mindful of your working environment, making sure that you're doing everything in the work environment to uh, minimize the risk of any type of pain. I think you just have to find what works for you. There's not a one-size-fits-all in the work environment for different people. So I think uh, trying different things and trying to work on those things will definitely help reduce the chance of getting back pain and, uh, and help deal with back pain if you already have it. Now, some people, they do very well maybe with a stand-up desk or some people do very well with a, a chair that other people will not do that well with that chair. Are there, are there different kinds of pain 
for different people? I guess everybody's different. Yeah, so uh, I think that you have to take a individualized approach when treating the patient, and that's what we try to do. Uh, no one patient uh, is usually the same that we see, so we try to uh, identify what risk factors they have to cause them pain, work on preventing those things, and optimizing the treatment to help them in their job uh, or workplace to, to reduce their pain and allow them to function at work. I understand. What is a major cause of back pain for many people today? Well, there's several different causes of, of back pain. You know, it doesn't have to be any specific entity. Back pain can occur without an injury or uh, it can just come on all of a sudden. There's different types of uh, back injuries. You can have a uh, muscular strain, as we mentioned earlier. You know, you have musculoskeletal types of pain. You can have a sprain to the joints of your back. It can cause back pain. You can have an injury to the disc, whether it be a tear in the disc or degeneration of the disc, or sometimes that disc can herniate out and uh, cause back pain or compress a nerve and cause pain radiating to the uh, extremities, either the upper extremities if in the neck or the lower extremities if it comes from the lower back. With trauma, you can have uh, obviously fractures of the spine depending on the accident. Sometimes you can have a motor vehicle accident that causes whiplash um, and causes uh, muscular pain as well as uh, joint pain in the uh, neck or back. I hear people a lot of times talk about having lower back pain. Is that common or more common than upper back pain? Yeah, so low back pain is probably one of the most common uh, diagnoses in the United States and also one of the most common reasons for people to be out of work. It's a very prominent problem that we have in our society, and uh, you know that's kind of what we're geared to treat. Um, we try to get patients back to work as quick as we can if they present to us with a low back issue. I understand. You say you're able to treat and you want to treat and get folks back to work. Uh, what are some of the, the ways that you treat back pain? So there's several different uh, modalities and things we use. We always start by, you know, a good history and physical exam, examining the patient to localize where their pain's coming from and examine uh, the patient thoroughly to identify uh, the best treatment approach. Sometimes we use imaging modalities, x-rays, MRI, CT scans, bone scans occasionally, and then some blood tests to identify the etiology of their pain and try to better align our treatment. When we talk about treatment, uh, we use a multimodal approach to treatment. And what I mean by that, we we try to use several different things, including medications to help calm down some of the uh, inflammation and pain associated with the back or neck or any uh, area that they come present to us with. We also use different medications to help with uh, muscle relaxants and decrease some of the muscle spasms. We uh, send a lot of our patients to physical therapy to help alleviate some of the muscle and uh, back pain as well as uh, work on the alignment and strengthen around the areas uh, that they have injured. We have a specific physical therapy here at Hamilton. It's called Hamilton Spine and Health and Sport in which they specifically focus on neck, mid-back, and lower back pain, working on giving patients the appropriate exercises and stretches, helping them align their neck, mid-back, and lower back to optimize, uh, you know, number one, treating their pain, but also preventing it from reoccurring, uh, which is a big issue. Obviously, we have a couple of surgeons. If we get to the point where there's, they fail all the conservative options, including injections and interventions that we offer at our office, Dr. Jim Lashley and Sam Curtides here in uh, Dalton are uh, our sur- surgical options if we get to the point of uh, patients may need surgery. Now, I know a lot of uh, folks that are listening may be thinking, you know, I'd, I'd don't really want surgery. I don't. I don't want to go and find out that I need surgery. But I've got to have some relief. Surgery is the last thing. Yeah, it depends on the issue. You know, sometimes there are emergent things that need immediate attention that we have to uh, watch out for, and so surgery is the best indication in those situations. Obviously, with back or neck pain, we want to try the most conservative treatment options first uh, and progress through our treatment algorithms um, 
and then, you know, if nothing helps, then the surgery might be a, a good option to help the patient. Doctor here, I've heard that there are some new treatments out there that are available for back pain. Tell us more about these new treatments and how they can help people get back to the activities that they truly enjoy. Sure. So we'll touch on uh, several different specific procedures we use. The first procedure we'll talk about is for people that have a compression fracture in the thoracic, uh, lower thoracic or uh, lumbar spine. Right. Specifically, these people that have a trauma or fall or sometimes in our older population don't necessarily have to have much trauma. They can be bending over doing something and obtain one of these compression fractures in the vertebral body of their spine. And so this particular procedure helps correct that bony deformity uh, in the spine and relieves or maintains, uh, increases the height of that uh, vertebral fracture to stabilize it. So it's done by the way of a a minimally invasive procedure that we use x-ray camera for uh, basically where we're putting a needle into the vertebral body or, or the fracture there under a x-ray guidance. A balloon is then inflated to kind of decrease the compression of the fracture and maintain that height of the vertebral body that was lost by the fracture. We then, uh, after that balloon's inflated, inject some cement into the balloon to stabilize that height that we have maintained and stabilize that fracture. The cement usually hardens in about 10 minutes, and after that's done, the fracture is then kind of is stabilized, and usually patients see pretty immediate relief of their localized back pain after the procedure. I've been hearing about radiofrequency treatment. What is that? So radiofrequency uh, treatment we use uh, to target certain types of neck, mid-back, and low-back pain. Recently, it's been used to target knee pain, either in patients who are uh, trying that have failed most treatments for knee pain that either have had a total knee replacement, still have pain, or trying to wait, or not necessarily candidates for total knee replacement for knee arthritis uh, that we can use to reduce the pain by targeting the nerves around the knee. We also, it's been used quite regularly to target joint pain or arthritic pain coming from the neck, mid-back, and lower back. We use a needle that kind of goes down and targets the nerve, the sensory nerves that supply those areas in the neck, mid-back, and lower back, and then around the knee specifically. And it just kind of stuns those nerves or kind of uh, decreases the pain signaling going from the uh, nerve to the joints of the neck, mid-back, low back, and knee. And uh, usually can provide up to six months, sometimes 24 months of pain relief in those specific areas. Uh, and most people you know, are able to return to their normal life pretty quickly after the procedure. There's not a lot of downtime with those procedures. Thank you so much for joining us today. For more information or an appointment at Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine, call 706-529-7124. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System. 